Welcome to the Moment in Ministry podcast. In a world that's filled with fear and anxiety, it is now, more than ever, imperative that those which are called by Christ's name turn and look upon Him. Hello again, this is Pastor Dameron for Moment in Ministry. Specifically, we're looking at words of cheer uh, during this time. There's kind of uncertainty, there's a lot of anxiety for some folks. So I'm going to take a verse in, from Romans chapter 15 and verse 13. It's one of my favorite verses. So I'm going to read you a section from Spurgeon, as we've been doing. And this is about this verse, Romans 15:13, and we'll read it after this first section. It says, A large number of persons profess to have believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, but they assert that they have no joy and peace as a consequence thereof. They do not make this profession by union with the Christian church or in any open manner, but when they are hard pushed on the matter of personal salvation, they will sometimes say, I do believe in Christ, but still I'm so unhappy. I'm so miserable that I cannot believe that I'm saved. The statement is tantamount to this. The word of God declares that whosoever believes in Jesus is not condemned, but they assert that they have believed in Jesus and nevertheless are haunted with fears a condemnation, condemnation would lead them to believe that they cannot have been delivered from the wrath to come. Here in Romans chapter 15 and verse 13, again, one of my favorite verses is, Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. And so in this, a lot of times when you come to a passage, you ask Questions. That's one way of studying scripture is you ask questions uh, of the passage and then try to find the answers. And so in this passage, we ask the question, who? Who is this talking about? And it's answered right in the first phrase, now the God of hope fill you. And so that is a name of God. Think about that. He is the God of hope. And that, I think, is so helpful to us in understanding that there may be uncertainty and ourselves, we may have some anxiousness, but God, what is he? He's a God of hope. And there's a number of things as a Christian that that helps us with because there's hope in eternal life. There's hope in understanding that God is in control of things and that can give us comfort. That's So that's hope for eternity, but there's hope now. And part of that is because we understand biblically that God is in control of things. Remember the verse in Proverbs that says that the the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. And that helps us. That gives me hope. So he's the God of hope. That's the who. And then it tells us the what. And what is the, the what? It tells us that the God of hope will fill us with all joy and peace and believing and then that ye may abound in hope. That that idea of abounding is talking about a growth. It's talking about something that is kind of we're in the springtime. It's blossoming. It's it's coming out. And recently we were challenged about this on a service because we had one of our staff members talking and introducing a song that was going to be played for our, our offertory, and the song was, My Hope is in the Lord. And I thought that was an interesting thought that one of our staff members brought because he mentioned the idea of hope. And hope in this life 
is sometimes ambiguous or it's based on something like, oh, man, my dreams, my hopes, my ambitions. But biblically, hope is always grounded in God. Right? It's in something he does. And that was just encouraging to me as that staff member was sharing it. My hope is in the Lord. And so you'll notice that what happens when I am tied to the God of hope, I have the joy and peace in believing, and I am abounding in hope. And then it gives us a clue. Remember the question. So we, we asked who, we asked what, and then another question is how. So how does this happen? And at the end of the verse, it says, through the power of the Holy Ghost. I don't think we should be scared of studying about the Holy Ghost or what he can accomplish in our lives. Yes, there are some people that have taken it. And if you study the Holy Ghost biblically, the Holy Ghost is always pointing people to Christ. It's one of his main jobs. So when there is an overemphasis in a church on the Holy Ghost above Christ and above the Word of God, above God, then something is out of line. Why? Because the job of the Holy Ghost here during this time is to point people to Christ. So here what we see is that our hope, the God of hope, what will happen is I'll have joined peace in believing, I'll have I'll bound in hope, but the vehicle by which I can grow in this hope and joy and peace and believing is through the power of the Holy Ghost. And that's amazing to me. And that should bring us comfort. Now, Spurgeon, I'm going to go back to a section because I think this is helpful. This is what he says. Joy and peace are the normal element of a Christian. But he is sometimes out of his element. Joy and peace are his usual state of being. But there are times with fightings within and wars without, his joy departs and his peace is broken. The leaves on the tree prove that the tree is alive, but the absence of leaves will not prove that the tree is dead. True joy and peace may be very satisfactory evidences, but the absence of joy and peace during certain seasons can often be accounted for by some other hypothesis than that of there being no faith within. Sometimes you're going to have a, a season that maybe there is not as much joy and peace. And I thought that was an encouraging thought as we're looking at this, because maybe it is that there's been some anxiety, some anxiousness. All of us here on this earth are going to have seasons of that, but that doesn't mean I'm not saved. It doesn't mean I'm not a Christian. No, I just need to get back to that foundational work of trusting in the God of hope. I found a song that we sing often, and the story behind the song and the life behind the person that wrote it, I thought was helpful thinking of the God of hope. There's a song that we sing, "'Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus." It was written by a lady, Louisa Stead, and what's interesting is Mrs. Stead and her husband were one day going on a picnic. And off in the distance, they were must have been by a lake or an ocean. And off in the distance, there was a boy that was drowning and he cried for help. Mr. Stead rushed to save him. And he was pulled under by the terrified boy. 
Both the boy and her husband drowned. Louisa and her daughter watched helplessly. And during those sorrowful days, the words of this hymn came and it helped her grief-stricken heart. What's interesting is Mrs. Stead and her daughter left soon after that. God helped them, strengthened them, and left. They, they left for missionary work. They became missionaries to South Africa. And they served there for over 25 years. Think about that. It's an amazing work of God, that God of hope. Louisa eventually was forced to retire because of ill health, and she died a few years later in southern Rhodesia. Her fellow, fellow missionaries always loved the song, Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus, and they wrote this tribute. We miss her very much, but her influence goes on as our 5,000 native Christians continually sing this hymn in their native language. Think about that trust and the God of hope. Think about the words. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise, just to know, thus saith the Lord. And then a couple other verses. One verse says, yes, tis sweet to trust in Jesus, just from sin and self to cease, just uh, from Jesus simply taking his life and rest and joy and peace. I'm so glad I learned to trust thee, precious Jesus, Savior, friend, and I know that thou art with me, wilt be with me to the end. And we know the chorus, Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I've proved him more and more. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him more. A verse, now the God of hope, fill you with all joy and peace in believing. You may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. May it cheer us to know that we have a God of hope who can help us in believing and abounding in hope. And how? Through the power of the Holy Ghost. May that cheer us in difficult times.